Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Then go over to morbidlybeautiful.com as we are now part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin. Right, sound the alarm. The Spook Show Summer Disaster has begun. I'm Josh. I'm joined here with Donnie. Yo. And the Professor Smoke. What's up? Godzilla must have uh, taken out Will because he's not here with us. He must have. He must have been in Tokyo in 1956. <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you know. But Will's not here. He's on assignment, so uh, it's just the three of us. But yeah, we're we're here this week to kick off the Spook Show Summer Disaster. Now, you know, as we've explained. Uh, on you know the last for the last month or so, uh, but if you haven't been listening over the last month or so, basically the whole premise of what we're going to be doing, start really kind of officially starting here all summer long, is it's called the Spook Show Summer Disaster Series, but basically it's, it's we're going to be doing disastrous movies, like not necessarily like natural disasters like Twister and stuff like that, the ones you would think of right away, but like things that like if it happened in real life would absolutely be a disaster. Now we've got some of that stuff sprinkled in, but we're also like, you know, we got alien invasion, monster invasion, kaiju fights. The list goes on and on post-apocalyptic shit, all kinds of stuff. And it, not just here on the podcast either. We're, we're, we're going across the whole spook show universe. It's creeping over to our YouTube channel as well. And, uh, we're going to have, uh, some cool video vortex crossover and grindhouse gutter mm. crossover oh, yeah. uh, with the series too. So we, we got lots of, lots of cool stuff planned out we explained it all last week hopefully you listened to the preview episode that really kind of laid pretty much everything out on the table there for you but if not yeah go back and check yeah it i mean definitely has a you know great lineup coming up um yeah it should be a really fun summer and we're starting it here today with my choice because we're still going to have the same rotation of uh you know all of us picking our movies and everything uh it was my turn on the rotation so uh, we're going to start with my choice Godzilla, King of the Monsters from 1956. Smoke, uh, help me explain this. Like, this is kind of what started Godzilla, but not really, right? This is a different version of what started Godzilla, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, and kaiju as a genre, I guess you could say. But, but yeah, it started in what 1954 with Toho releasing the original Godzilla under the title, the Japanese title Gojira, which you know there's a band called Gojira, not to be confused. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, and then they released it in 54 under that title, and it did well in Japan and uh, got picked up for distribution in 1955, I believe. And they deal with to do a so-called, you know, Americanized version, basically, where they used Raymond Burr and uh, called it Godzilla, and that came out in 1956. Yeah, and then basically this becomes a uh, uh, an American-slash-Japanese production on this one, and we'll explain it a little further here in just a minute, but uh, yeah. is this... This obviously isn't the first time I've seen this. I've seen this a uh, good lord, probably a dozen times throughout my life. Uh, I'm sure it's similar for you, right, Smoke? Yeah, I've seen uh, this this version that we're watching, the Raymond Burr 1956 version, many times. The uh, Japanese version, I probably didn't see until they finally put out like a probably the DVD, the whatever point the DVD came out way well before the Criterion release that's out there now. There was one put out with the Japanese cut back when 
DVD was in its infancy, I guess. And that was when I first saw it, it probably 98, 99 or so. And I've seen it a couple times since as well. Yeah, well, I, I've seen the original uh, Godzilla. Uh, this was the first time I've seen this uh, version. I huh. think I watched the remake. Which one? That's you talking about the show. one from like the late 90s, like 98 or whatever? Yeah. That one? Or, the one, or the one like from five years 20, ago? Yeah, like 2019, oh, okay, 2018. Okay. That one. Yeah, the, well, I mean, get, there's, King of the Monsters. There's literally on. been what smoke probably 30, 40 Godzilla movies at this point. There's been a ton. It's been a lot. Even Toho kind of did a, their own sort of remake and got in 1985 with yeah. Godzilla 1985. Remember, yeah. so that was kind of like taking Godzilla back to his roots. They yeah. had been all the kaiju monster fests up to that point. Then in '85 they decided, or maybe in '84, but decided to come out with Godzilla 1985 and sort of just throw all the monsters out again and get just back to Godzilla destroying cities and whatnot. And then, then you had the 1998 Matthew Broderick uh, Godzilla yeah. remake, right? And then the more recent ones like Donnie Mitchell. Yeah, there's been a ton. And uh, really, I, you know, look, I think this is a, a good movie to start this summer disaster series off with because, you know, it's a it's a big monster movie. Arguably the most popular monster outside of maybe King Kong is Godzilla. It's it's him and all of his glory just mowing down Tokyo. You know, just the the generic story of Godzilla and all these kaiju monsters. You've got it right here. So I think it's a good place to start. But I will say that we probably we could probably do an entire year of nothing but Godzilla movies and maybe cross over mm. and, you know, just literally like never stop. There's so many of these damn movies, but yeah. this is one of the ones that, you know, really started it and probably really the one movie that really kicked it off here in the U S and made it so popular for as long as it was for like the following 20 years after that. Right. So, uh, but yeah, we'll get a little bit deeper into it here in just a second, but of course we want to get some of the other stuff off the table. First, we want to remind you to go check out aaspookshow.com. We call that the center of the Spook Show universe, where you can go to our YouTube channel from there, check out all of our all of our series that we just talked about a second ago, and also we've got all of our past podcast episodes archived from there, and of course that will also lead you to our Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash/aspookshow, where you get monthly series, uh, bonus podcast, including uh, Spook Show Rewind and Crapster Peace Theater every month. So lots of cool stuff to check out over there. We encourage it. So. Without any further buildup, we'll go ahead and toss to a trailer for Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. It's alive. A gigantic beast stalking the earth, crushing all before it in a cyclonic cavalcade of electrifying horror. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Incredible Titan of Terror. Wiping out a city of six million in a holocaust of flame. Jet planes cannot destroy it. Bombs cannot kill it. All modern weapons fail. Is this the end of our civilization? Can the scientists of the world find a way to stop this creature? For the answer, see Godzilla, King of the Monsters. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. A tale to stun the mind. More fantastic than any ever written by Jules Verne. More terrifying than any ever shown on the screen. Awesome. Incredible. Unbelievable. A story beyond your wildest dreams. Dynamic violence. Savage action. 
spectacular thrills. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Fantastic beyond comprehension. Gripping beyond compare. Astounding beyond belief. The mightiest monster of them all. See Godzilla, King of the Monsters. All right, there you go. There's the trailer for that. So the, the back, some of the background information here. Now, uh, I found a few other titles. Uh, one was just, it's, in some places, it's just known as, in some other countries, this one is just known as Godzilla. Uh, but there were two working titles that I could find for this movie. One was Godzilla the Sea Beast <laughs> and yeah. Godzilla the Sea Monster. Yeah, now, apparently I they, they considered either one of those you know, for the release title, but then they just decided to go with King of the Monsters, exclamation point. <laughs> I guess to kind of <laughs> hype people up, right? I, I'm sure they probably wanted to draw some natural comparison, too, to King Kong at the time, right? Wouldn't you think? I mean, yeah, although yeah, you're, you're yeah. 20, how many years removed are you at this point? 20, 25 years removed from King Kong, but... Yeah, I, 33, I'm pretty sure, for King Kong. Yeah, so I'm sure, even, but even at this point, you would want to draw some comparison to that. Like, well, if you liked king kong check this out godzilla he's the fucking king of the monsters you know <laughs> so i'm sure that brought a few extra butts right you would think true yeah and also i mean it wasn't too many years before this movie that well i think it was 1953 that the beast from Twenty Thousand fathoms came out that movie was an american film it was ray harryhausen did the effects for it. giant monster attacking a city type thing and that was kind of the inspiration for the japanese uh to write and make godzilla hmm. 1954. So it was, it was in some inspirations there, but I don't, you know, Beast from 20,000 Fathoms did well enough, I'm sure. Whether it was a blockbuster for the time, probably not, but it wasn't until, you know, Godzilla came out that the giant monster thing really, really took off and came into its own, I guess. I couldn't find any definitive numbers on how much this movie made, but I did find like the box office, uh, at least as far as in U.S. rentals, was $2 million. Uh, so hmm. I, I guess, you know, uh, that would be the number, you know, it's harder when you're talking about an older movie like this, you know, to pull down definitive numbers and anything like, usually you'll find tickets sold and stuff like that. And I don't really necessarily even see that. So they weren't really them very well back then. Right. Yeah. As far yeah. as uh, the box office as, as, you know, as, as they would later on in years, I guess, as far as keeping up with that type of thing. Yeah. If you want to compare like uh $2 million, $2 million and uh, 1956 dollars to today, uh, it's a little over twenty-two million. Yeah, and that's off of a budget, uh, an estimated budget that I found of six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So I'm sure most of that was just all the stuff that they had to, all the effort they had to put into, uh, 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 yeah. you know, reshooting the stuff with Raymond Burr, and then making it a cohesive story, you know, with the 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 footage from the original Toho movie. Um, it's, it's really really interesting too the way they put this together true it debuted april 4th 1956 in new york city and then it was released wide april 27th of 1956 it was of course produced by toho company limited and here in the u.s the the u.s production side of it was jewel enterprises inc and then it was distributed by a new form newly formed company trans world releasing corp here in the United States, and then, of course, over in Japan, it was distributed by Toho. Uh, this film is not rated, and it has a total runtime of one hour and 20 minutes. And on IMDb, it's listed as an action-slash-horror-slash-sci-fi. Really, the, the, the one star of the movie, at least in this one, you know, not comparing it to the original Godzilla, 
is Raymond Burr, who, mm. <laughs> who by the way, plays the part of Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, back then yeah, there was no, no, there was no yeah, Steve Martin. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it also stars Takashi Shimura as Dr. Yaman, Momoka Kochi as Emiko, and Akira Takarada as Ogata. And also, uh, you know, the guy with the pat, the eye patch, uh, Dr. Sirizawa, that was uh, mm. played by Akahiko, Akahiko Harada. I almost made it yep. through all those without fucking them up. <laughs> Akahiko Harada. Smoke, what would most people know Raymond Burr from? What would it, what was, uh, shit. Oh, uh, Matlock. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pretty close. That's pretty close. <laughs> Perry Mason. Perry Mason. Yep. And also, he had like another one. It was basically the same thing as if he was in a wheelchair, right? Wasn't it Ironsides or something like that? <laughs> I could not come up with Perry Mason name. It was in my head, but I couldn't come up. Come with on, it. man. Come on. We're counting on you. <laughs> You're supposed to be the unlimited fount of, of random uh, pop culture knowledge. That's a, more I, so that's a softball, dude. <laughs> but yes, yes. Years later, he would more famously, most famously be known as Perry Mason. And that show, I don't know how long that show ran, but it had to have been like a fucking decade. I know there's a billion episodes that still get replayed in syndication, even... And reruns even up to this day, you know, so that's what I mostly would know him for. But basically, I guess he was a recognizable face. And also, I read somewhere where, like, he basically did this, his part in this movie, in a day. Now, some reports you see it said it took five to six days. But apparently, in some interview, he claims he did everything in one single day, 24 hours. Mm. So, I, I, you know. I don't know if that's what's true there or not, but I could believe it is, you know, as much as like, all right, you know, this movie is shot. Really, this is more of an editing type of thing, right? So we just need to get in a soundstage and shoot your parts where it makes it look like you're here, you know? <laughs> so I could believe that they did that in one day. That's the hilarious part too, is how they interspersed him into this thing. Especially knowing knowing that there was another movie that had a complete, you know, a lot of completely different plot lines going. And then and once you see that one, you kind of can't unsee it when you sit down and watch this one and the way they married the two together by basically him just being at the right place at the right time at all times, you know, <laughs> then they just grabbed a handful of other uh, Japanese American actors or something, stood them in front of them, like to make them look like, you know, he's part of the uh, media scrum. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's always just standing there in the background, smoking a pipe or staring, just staring, staring, uh, yeah. just blank staring, just calm, <laughs> just doesn't doesn't really react much. Really, that's about all I had as far as like the background stuff. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to point out before we start digging into it? Yeah, I read that uh, this was Spielberg's favorite Godzilla movie. I could see that because um, it's probably the first one he, I would imagine that he saw. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, you know, probably. This is yeah. probably the one that introduced everybody to it. So, and also, uh, Godzilla's roar was made by they dragged a resin-coated leather glove up and down like a cello, which, hmm. and then just slowed it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it works, I guess. <laughs> that is some. Uh, that's some ingenuity, right? That's some old school ingenuity, right? There. Oh yeah. Which they had. I mean, obviously, you watch this, you can see it. They had a lot of that going on here because obviously there's not there's no such thing as a what what did they say he was forty foot? No thing is, yeah, foot? like what did they say he was four hundred foot? I'm blanking. That. Okay, so it, it actually in in the premise, or actually I think in the um, yeah the premise it says four hundred feet. Okay, yeah. Like 400 foot tall. But when he's describing Godzilla, he, he says, oh, he's about 30 foot tall. 
Okay. But Maybe. clearly he's bigger than these, Wait, he's, you know, these big granted, ass they buildings. Probably, they, or, yeah, they probably didn't have skyscrapers like yeah. they did many years later in Tokyo, but there were a lot of big buildings in Tokyo, and this thing towered over everything. Yeah. What I mean, like, as far as the ingenuity-wise, like, clearly there's no such thing as this massive beast, so they had to do the scale thing, right? It's clearly just a dude in a suit walking around a city to scale, right? But some of it, it's real. Overall, I'm going to say it's impressive. The look of it, it's very impressive. But yeah. the uh, some of it was not. You know what I mean? Like you could, some of it you could clearly tell it was just yeah. toys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. The helicopter comes to mind when the storm hits and the helicopter gets rolled. <laughs> and then there's another one where there's, I think it's a fire truck or something going down the road. And, and it, it looks like here's some file footage of a fire truck going down the road. And then it cuts to like a toy size truck with like some clay men on the side of it. Just, <laughs> and then it flips over. <laughs> Meh. Meh. You know? <laughs> But, you know, put it in context, 1956, right? You know, so I, I, it, you can forgive it. Plus, I mean, it was, I don't know if it was the first. It was the first in Japan, I believe, of like the giant uh, monster, a man being in the suit rather than mm-hmm. doing uh, stop motion because they had wanted to do stop motion, but it would have been too expensive to do it that way. And I know in America, most, if not all, you know, giant monster movies that have been made, including King Kong, were stop motion. Like Ray Harryhausen being a big part of that. But, uh. But yeah, they went for the man in the suit in this one, and and uh, I think they said the suit weighed two hundred. The first suit was two hundred and thirty pounds, <laughs> and the actor, of course, had a hard time moving it. Yeah, well, I, I, two hundred pounds. I failed to mention. I believe there were two guys that played Godzilla in the movie, uh, or at least that's what I see here. I could be correct me if I'm wrong out there, Spook Show Universe. You know, some big Godzilla fans out there might. No, technically it was this guy and this guy, but I've got two names: Haruo Nakajima and Katsumi Tezuka. What is it? Hey, why it's buttercup? Popcorn, add sweet butter to hot popcorn. Mix it up, wrap it up, buttercup is born. It's delicious. So nutritious. It's a taste delight. It's so munchy. Crisp and crunchy. You'll enjoy each bite. Eat butter crunched buttercup. Popcorn at its best. Served in a king-size cup. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So hop on over to audible.com and just type in Godzilla to see what will pop up. And uh, surprisingly, not as much as I thought would pop up. Uh, I mean, there's a number of results, but just not as much stuff into the deep backgrounds and whatnot of uh, Godzilla than I thought we'd find. We've got Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is the official movie novelization, not of this one, but the remake you know, from a few years ago, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. That is by Greg Keyes, and that one's right at nine hours long. Uh, let's see, we've got Godzilla versus Kong, the official movie novelization of that one by Greg Keyes. That one is ten and a half hours long. Uh, let me scroll down a little bit here, see what else pops up. I mean, not much. Like God, I'm kind of surprised that there's not, not as much. A lot of like other podcasts and stuff like that dedicated to Godzilla. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, there there might be something here I'm I'm missing, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of surprised that there's not more than that. But if either of those things floats your boat, and maybe you can uh, go over to Audible and search with different parameters and find more things uh, to do with Godzilla than I just did. But uh, if you want to do that, and, and of course, if any of that stuff interests you, you can download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com/spookshow. 
Again, that's audibletrial.com slash spookshow for your free audio book. So I'm going to hop on over to IMDb and click on plot summary for this one and see what we got. Well, yeah, we got a few here, Donnie. Mm. I know you were uh, worried, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to read all these because there's, you know, I'll read the shortest one and the longest one. How about that? Rough. We got <laughs> the shortest one. And this is pretty simple. A 400-foot, 122-meter dinosaur-like beast awoken from undersea hibernation off the Japanese coast by atomic bomb testing attacks Tokyo. So that's the short one. Here's the long one. This was submitted by Brian Washington over on IMDb. American reporter Steve Martin, on his way to Cairo for an assignment, has a stopover in Tokyo. During the layover, he decides to visit his old friend Dr. Daisuke Sirozawa. However, the night before he landed... His plane passed over an area where a ship suddenly exploded and caught fire, killing all hands. Martin is then questioned by the authorities, and he tells them he saw nothing. After seven more ships suddenly disappear, Martin decides to stay in Japan to see what's going on. He and policeman Tomo Iwan- Iwanaga knew I'd fuck it up eventually. <laughs> Tomo Iwan- God damn, did it again. Tomo Iwanaga then go to Odo Island, which is close to where many of the ships were destroyed. While there, they are caught in a typhoon, and during the storm, something comes ashore and kills several of the inhabitants and destroys several buildings. A few days later, a scientific expedition led by paleontologist Dr. Kyo Yamani arrives on the island, and they are horrified to find a giant monster the natives call Godzilla. Now Japan and the world wait to see what horrors this monster will bring. I, I mean, you know, that's a pretty simple explanation, because that's exactly what the movie is. Now, of course, there's subtle nuances going on here, right? There's a story, but essentially it's Something awakens this giant sea beast. It comes out of the water and eventually fucks Tokyo up, right? <laughs> and then there's well, a whole story about how they take them down. So, yeah, where do you want to start? I mean, the beginning, yeah. might as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically, uh, you know, and to me, this was one of the funniest parts, actually, where he, he wakes uh, Steve, uh, Steve Martin, uh, wakes up in the pile of rubble. He's all bloody. He tries to get up, and then he just collapses and falls on his face. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, oh! <laughs> you know, I, I think yeah. it was a pretty good setup, though. Like, they did the old, like, you kind of see the end of the story mm-hmm. and then swing back around, like, let's see how we got here kind of thing. Although, as you, you come to find out a little later on, it's not you don't necessarily see the end. You kind of see the setup. Mm to the end. Did you notice, uh, and I put this in my notes, at some points, Steve seems to understand Japanese perfectly, and then other <laughs> times seems to be completely clueless about what they're saying. You know, like it would seem sometimes like somebody is talking to him, and he's like, you know, he's kind of shaking his head, and he's taking notes. And then the next scene, it cuts over to him, and he's standing next to, uh, was it Iwagama or whatever, that, that guy that kind of helps interpret things for him, that translates mm. it. And he just kind of looks over at him like, what did he say? You know, <laughs> and then the guy has to repeat it. It's just kind of inconsistent logic as far as Steve is concerned, right? Oh yeah, and that was—I mean, that that kind of—it doesn't really mesh well. I don't know. You mean I his guess scenes? Just, his scenes with the rest of the movie? Or so, yeah, yeah. For for the most part, for me, it kind of takes me out of it mm-hmm. uh, because I mean, seeing the original Japanese Godzilla. I mean, this is this is it, but it's just thrown in with. Uh, um, you know, yeah, Raymond Burr. Yeah, I think at its core, you're getting the same movie. Although there are a lot of differences in the sense of like the original was really leaning into 
the American and Russian like uh, hydrogen bomb testing and stuff mm. like off the sea of yeah. Japan, and this is what has fucked up their environment and stuff like that. They really leaned into that aspect of it, whereas in this version they kind of cut all that out. Like there was, I guess they didn't feel it necessary, or maybe they didn't want to get into it, make it, you know, uh, <laughs> people uncomfortable with the politi- politi- politicization, however you say, mm. of the matter, right? So they're just like. You know, let's just skip all over that and just throw Raymond Burr in there, you know? <laughs> plus, you know I, plus two for, foreign films weren't really a thing. I mean, obviously they existed, but like here in the U.S., you didn't watch foreign films back then. Not as a not as a rule. I think, yeah. Uh, usually, if they were, it was dubbed, you know. Yeah. They would bring them here and dub them like they did this one. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a thing of, a, I guess, demand outside of maybe whatever art house type cinemas there were at the time for. Probably not many. Sub foreign uncut films. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Like probably not many people here in the United States would have seen that, that original Godzilla two years prior, say Mm -hmm. with subtitles or something like that, or if you understood uh, Japanese, but you wouldn't have seen that. So like, they're like, yeah, let's just leave all that shit out. Plus two, you got to think like, this is how many years removed from world war two is this? It's it's not what? 10 years less. Yeah. Less. Well, for the original, Came out in 1954. It was nine years because well, World War Two ended in 1945. So yeah, nine years from when the uh, Japanese Gojira came out, and then twelve. Wait, yeah, because it was two years later. Yeah, so two years, eleven. So eleven. You're eleven years after World War Two. I mean, shit still had to be kind of fresh here, right? Oh yeah. All right. Let's not let's not uh, dwell on all that stuff too much. Let's just. Uh, <laughs> let's yeah. One other interesting note <laughs> to make, and I. I seen an image of it i don't know if there is an image that exists but apparently uh one of the original godzilla head designs was like a mushroom cloud hmm. like his head was shaped like a mushroom cloud that but uh i have not seen any pictures of that i'd be interesting to see if there are any that would have been funny you know considering what it what it came out to be on the nose <laughs> i love the i love the part when godzilla finally first appears like you know there's hints of something going on you know out in the ocean and stuff like that but when you really yeah. see Godzilla for the first time is when they go to Odo Island, what an alarm sounds or something. And everybody's like, run to the hills. They go up the hill and fucking yeah. Godzilla's up there. Like, ah! and they yeah. have to run back down. That, the hill. <laughs> that was a cool reveal. I remember the first time I ever saw this, the Godzilla movie or whatever, that was like, I thought it was a cool reveal of, of the monster. I think I thought they shot it well to make it look like, you know, that this man in a suit is a giant monster. Yeah. I do love yeah. that. It's like the typical old fifties movie reveal though, of like him over a hill. You know, like, yeah, and they actually do say, uh, uh, each year the island people would send out a young girl on a raft <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to him as a sacrifice. Yeah. I'm like, what? That was, uh, to satiate the beast. Just send, like, eh, just just send a virgin out on a raft. Yeah, we'll be all right. We'll all live. <laughs> <laughs> One year they don't send a girl out on a raft. Yep. Yep. See, that's, that's where they fucked up. It's not all the, uh. The hydrogen bomb testing by other countries out in their ocean. No, it was, uh, they failed to sacrifice a young girl on the raft this year. I like the, uh, when he's, I think it's when he, the, cause remember he comes to Tokyo twice. He kind of shows up, says, I'm here, motherfucker, fuck some stuff up and then leaves. And then eventually he comes back for real and like, you know, raises some, raises hell. But, uh, the first time when the train ro- uh, runs into his foot or something, <laughs> that the toy train, <laughs> That, yeah. that was where the uh, the uh, 
the special effects gap comes in. You know, that was another one of those scenes, like the helicopter and all that shit, but with the train. But it it goes to Steve again, over in the corner watching this calmly, like a, a fucking light rail train or something, like an above ground <laughs> subway train type of deal. Runs into Godzilla, gets tore all to hell. Hundreds of people probably just died <laughs> right in front of him, and it cuts to Steve, and he's just calmly like staring down at it, like mm-hmm. just look, <laughs> just looking. <laughs> I mean, I guess what else can you do, right? A, a four hundred foot lizard beast is in front of you, like. <laughs> I guess you could scream and run the other way or just die on the spot of a heart attack because you just saw a goddamn monster. But no, he just stands there like a fucking statue and just, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody hand me my pipe, please. Iwagama, get on that. So their defense for when like Godzilla's coming back, we need to be ready. Mm. They're just like, yeah, these power lines will take them out. <laughs> do we have to do anything? No, not really. The whole island is surrounded by these power lines. We'll be good. It's like, some imaginary voltage, you know, and it's got 500,000 well, volts. Well, that's actually, uh, that, it, and it's kind of funny you bring that up in the, in, in the original version of, uh, Godzilla, they, um, they say that the, you know, I guess the wall is, um, uh, like 50,000 volts, but, um, the director and I'm, it, it's, uh, I think it was the director, uh, uh, mentioned that, you know, we need to increase that voltage, like mm-hmm. say, you know, it's 300,000 or 500,000 volts or whatever it was. You mean the American um, director? Cause there's two directors. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I failed to mention their names. The original director was Ishi- Ishiro Honda. That was the original Godzilla director. Mm. This director for this one was Terry O. Morse. So I, I'm assuming you're talking about Morse. Yeah. O. Morse. I'm talking about more. Yeah. O. Morse. So, um, so yeah, he, um, he, he had actually said, you know, Nobody's going to believe that 50,000 volts is going to take down Godzilla, you know, or, yeah. it, you know, at least make it a little bit more believable. Like, yes, with, make it seem like a threat. <laughs> yeah. 300,000. As opposed to the non-threat that it actually was. Cause Godzilla yeah. rolls up and says, fuck your power lines. And just, <laughs> and just like kicks them over and then comes in anyways. And like, my God, Tokyo is screwed. And of course, Tokyo was screwed. <laughs> I mean, he just fucking lays waste. To uh to Tokyo, when he comes back. Yeah, that time. is like I mean you know, to I guess mo- modern audiences, maybe not as devastating as it would have been to audiences in Japan at the time who were you know seeing like the newsreel footage during the World War Two time of stuff happening and you know people running and all this stuff going on and and then here it is nine years later at least when the Japanese cut came out so <laughs> that stuff was pretty terrifying for them at the time even oh, in yeah, theaters right. and I remember. It, there are some reports I've read about people getting up and walking out of the theaters during the, the uh, about it. I mean, initial I show. Put it in modern, I, I know, you know, like old sensibilities, right? But put it in modern context. Like, for instance, something as, as bad as 9-11 happened here in the United States, 9-11-2001. Ten year, let's fast forward 10 years later. If there was a movie, which I think they did make a movie, but, but if there was if there yeah. was a movie that correctly depicted everything that we had lived through, it's kind of something you don't necessarily want to see again for a while. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> maybe you don't want to go in and be entertained by devastation that you just saw. Re- yeah, yeah. Fairly I just lived through this. You know what? I'm good. You know, <laughs> maybe give it a little bit more time. So yeah, I could see why you would. You know, if you were in Japan and had lived through the horrors, you probably wouldn't want to stare at that. <laughs> but after this, like, so th- there's this whole subplot which is 
far better like fleshed out in the original Godzilla, but Dr. Serizawa has come up with this thing called the oxygen destroyer or basically mm. like it's this uh, device that, you know, you put it in the water and I guess what, I don't know exactly how to explain it. It basically just uh, sucks the oxygen, what oxygen there is out and like kind of nukes, whatever is there. So like they, they show the example of like puts it in a fish tank and then like Alka-Seltzer tablets, <laughs> It it like uh kind of melts everything to the bone, right? All the fish, but go from regular fish to like cartoon bone fish instantly. Into the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically he's like but he didn't want anybody to know about this. He tells Emiko because they're apparently there's a love triangle going on. They're apparently uh exes and she's about to get married to this other guy. So but he confides that he has made this thing, but don't tell anybody. Okay. That's not coming back. So, of course, it comes back when she's like, you know what? Uh, he just, Godzilla just came in here and just, like, raped Tokyo. Uh, I know a guy that's got a weapon that might be able to take him out. So, you know, there's a, a back and forth about that. And then eventually they're, they're able to use this thing. They, they convince him to use it, but he's like, this is going to be a one-time use. Like, we can use it, but I don't want this to get in the wrong hands, which we can only imagine at that time what they're mm. referring to. Yeah, <laughs> in Japan, right? <laughs> we don't well, want this you know. thing called the oxygen destroyer to get into the wrong hands. They should probably stop the movie right there, pull up his eye patch, and wink at the camera, and then put it back down and keep going. But <laughs> he's like one time you so he burns the formula, and then they use it, and of course, uh, it takes out Godzilla. But Doctor Serizawa does sacrifice himself. Yes, or did he sacrifices himself for absolutely nothing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he takes out Godzilla at the end. Now, of course, we know they made 35,000 more Godzilla movies, so we know that did not really take out Godzilla. But for the purposes of this film, and sequels weren't necessarily a big thing at the True. time, I, I assume they probably just figured, like, well, that was a good movie. We'll never do that again. The end. And then, <laughs> and then what, a year or two later, they have to figure out how to get out of that. But <laughs> if I. Yeah, once they realized it was to be made in uh, Japan as well as all across the world, because I think that American cut. It did so well in America, like so. We don't know the actual box office, but we have those numbers, and it did very well. That other Western countries wanted to take that cut and show it in their countries as well. So they had to get a deal with Toho to, I guess, release this movie in all over the rest of the Western world. I guess. And that, oh yeah, I mean, just by the the, ti- the the time frame of it, like Godzilla, the original comes out in '54, right? Uh, this one comes out in '56. Well, in between, Toho had already made another one, Godzilla Raids Again, that came out in '55. So they basically like had a hit on their hands and realized, oh shit, we need to make another one. You know, <laughs> like basically less than a year later or immediately, they're like, okay, well, we got to retcon the hell out of that. And Godzilla didn't die, folks. It's been a while since I've seen Godzilla raids again, so I can't tell you how they brought him back. But he's back. Me too. I can't remember if it was supposed. Well, I don't want to speak on it without not remembering exactly if it was supposed to be that same Godzilla or something else. Yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> it might have been like, yeah, it's not that one, like. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. By the way, there are other monsters, kind of thing, and then you know, here's another Godzilla kind of thing. But yeah, so, yeah. That, there you go. That's uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I mean, I think overall, for me, it's it's uh, you know, it's vastly different. You know, and I hate to keep bringing it up, but like, I really think you kind of need to see both. Yeah, the, the original Godzilla and this, you know, to kind of get the full picture here of what's going on. Because I think by and large, they're basically the same movies, but the themes are completely different. The yeah. storylines are completely different. 
Uh, so I, I think you'll, you, if you go check out that original, I think you'll enjoy that one as well. So, oh, yeah. um, that being said, my star rating for this one, I mean, th- this is probably the, w- one of the ones at least that I probably would have watched as a kid that really got me into Godzilla movies. So for me, although I do think the original Godzilla is a better movie, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go four stars. I'm going to go four stars for this one. Um, mm. I, I really, I really love this movie. Although, you know, there's a lot of silliness with it, but 1956 and everything, you know, so, uh, you know, there's a, you're grading on a curve a little bit. So yeah, I, I say four stars. So, uh, Donnie, what do you say? Yeah, I'm not quite there. Uh, but I am, you know, I, I, I do, I do, did enjoy this movie. This is actually the first time I've, I've watched this, uh, which I, you know, we, we've talked about, um, but you know, like yourself, I, like the original Godzilla much better than this one, but you know, talking about King of the Monsters here, so uh, I'm gonna go three and a quarter. Let's see, I think I'd go about uh... <laughs> if I see, oh, look, this is an audio podcast. If only you could see what was going on right now, you'd see that Godzilla himself <laughs> yeah. has made an appearance to tell us what he's fully. About it. Oh, oh, you're talking about something. Oh, oh good lord, no, <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, I think I would. Yeah, I kind of echo your statements, Josh, on this movie. As far as, yeah, I like the original Japanese version a little bit more. Uh, but, I mean, the one with Raven Burge is fine, and that was the way I first saw it. And growing up in the, I guess, in the late 70s and early 80s, I don't remember what station it was on, but TBS, WG, and I don't know. They used to always show Godzilla movies. Yeah. Yep. And I became a fan of Godzilla during that time. You know, just anytime they were on one of those cable networks, I'd watch it. And rent and rental age. Whenever we got finally got a VCR a little bit later, Godzilla movies were one of the things I rented a lot of. So uh, I can't go any lower. I don't think than a four as well for this one. And I mean, like I said, you're rating. I don't the Japanese one a little bit better, but I mean, I don't. We're not rating the Japanese one here, but uh, mm, I'll just go yeah. with four. Yeah, we'll get, we'll, I'm sure. I guarantee we will get to that one at some point in the podcast. Not during the summer disaster. We've got everything all planned out, but at some point. We will get to the original just to uh, kind of compare, because uh, I think that's really the only fair thing you can do to either movie because they they are different but the same, you know. So yeah. I think I think we all kind of we definitely recommend this one, but I think we all kind of also recommend you should go check that one out as well. It's good. If nothing else, it's a good companion to compare. So uh, so that leaves us with a uh, consensus for us, you know, without Will's take of uh, three and three quarter stars. So we say definitely go check it out. We we highly recommend yeah. it. Uh, if, especially if you love like, you know, just old school monster movies, this is one that, you know, the King Kong, Mothra, all, all the stuff that kind of got spawned out of this, uh, Ghidra and, uh, what's the, uh, I'm blanking on the turtle. What was his, uh, line of movies? Uh, Gamera. 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 Yeah. I mean, there's tons of these. I, I mean, I, I love watching all these things and like yeah. I, I grew up watching these things. So yeah, they, these, these hold a special place in for me. So yeah. And they- Turned around and influenced a lot of American movies later on. Yeah. You know, absolutely. stuff like uh, Inframan pretty much forming uh, the Power Rangers out of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool stuff. We definitely recommend you go check it out. So, uh, Donnie, I guess we'll start with you. Connections from the Crits. and let it finish out um all right so probably a big shocker here um there were no crew connections from uh um 
you know, for past spook show episodes, but there was one uh, cast connection, James Hong. He voiced um, a couple of different characters here, yeah. um, but he also was in past spook show episodes, uh, missing in action and Ninja three, the domination. Nice. So I, I remember, I remember you saying when we did Ninja three, you're like, of course, James Hong's in yeah. this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think that we said that the dude's been in yeah. like 800 movies. So like, yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, I remember now that you said that's a good call, you know, for this. But I remember, I do remember seeing that, and I meant to mention it because it was him and another guy. Basically, uh, it was another uh, Japanese American actor. Yeah, they basically did all, they, uh, they did all the dubbing for this. Like even like mm. I guess maybe outside of maybe the female part, I'm not sure about that one. But yeah. pretty much all the English, you know, Japanese English translation dubbing, they did it. They just stuck them in a room <laughs> one day and just said, "All right." You read all the younger parts and you read all the older parts, and then they just adjusted the voice. But yeah, James Hong, that's awesome. Uh, Will's not here for the kill count, which got, I mean, one like this, good lord. That's a, <laughs> it's an indefinite amount, right? Like that could be, in, not infinity, but that could be like hundreds of yeah. thousands of people died yeah. in this movie could with be. one like this. But we have to narrow it down to just one. Let's talk about the kill reel. Highlight. Now, normally what we do here is I'm the one that has, all right, here's the highlight and, and that's it. I'm going to kind of leave this one open for discussion, but I'm going to say what I think it is. I think it's just Godzilla. Godzilla getting, get being killed with the oxygen destroyer. I mean, like that has to be the most, because so many people died. There's not really yeah. one that necessarily, and this isn't a gory movie or anything because it's 1956. So the worst you get is what somebody getting stomped on or something like that. So like <laughs> or breathed on. Breathe, yeah. <laughs> so I say it's Godzilla being, you know, killed or destroyed by the oxygen destroyer. But do you guys have one that you might want to mention that sticks oh, out? Oh man, for me, it's the uh, when he breathes on that car. He breathes on that car. The car bursts into flames, and then just I can't. I can't make the sound. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I rewound that about a dozen times. I That was my favorite kill. Do you, do you have one that sticks out, Smoke? <laughs> well, the one that Donnie mentioned. Uh, well, I mean, of course, you know, Godzilla is the big guy getting <laughs> oxygenated. I don't know yeah, what, or deoxygenated. Yeah. But uh, as you know, as you mentioned, but uh, but yeah, that one was, was pretty damn unintentionally hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you see so much carnage in this one, it's hard to peg one down. But I'm going to go with, officially, yeah. I'm going to go with Godzilla biting mm. the dust there at the end, although we know it's some form or fashion he comes back less than a year later. But nevertheless. Gore score. Oh yeah, as you mentioned, this is nineteen fifty four at slash nineteen fifty six that we're talking about here. So yeah, there's not gonna be any massive amounts of gore. I guess if you had to, you know, pin it down, you'd say maybe Godzilla himself being oxygen deoxygenated, whatever, and the fish in the tank. When they first, uh, when the doctor first demonstrates this device he has and what they use on Godzilla later, mm-hmm. you, you know, you get just fish bones. I mean, that's not really gory, I don't think. But uh, for this movie in the time, I guess it was. Oh, for the girl in the movie, it was pretty tra- traumatic, I guess, right? Uh, I can't remember her name now, but she, <laughs> she was pretty traumatized by the fish. Oh, wow. Getting yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Emiko, when he, he shows her <laughs> yeah. and she's just like horrified to the core because the dude just <laughs> melted some fish. <laughs> 
And then there's the uh, aftermath, like I said at the beginning, where we work our way back to the end, find out what happened at the beginning, or you know, Godzilla decimated the city. There's uh, some people with maybe I guess some blood on them from the aftermath or whatever. So, but nothing you know to real speak of gore wise. I don't know. Should should we even give it a one or should I give it a zero? I don't know. I mean, I guess I'll give it a one to give yeah, it I mean, something. They're, they're, it's not gory, but there's violence. Obviously, you know, you see half a major one of the biggest cities in the world burn. So. <laughs> There is something yeah. there. It's just, you know, not necessarily gory. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, this is stomped on where you see the foot coming, ah, you know, and the scream or whatever. And, but, I mean, of course, you don't see the aftermath of him lifting up and yeah, scraping yeah. his foot off or something. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't like midsummer a couple of weeks ago where, you know, oh, this dude <laughs> just took a header off a cliff. Let's take a hammer and bash his skull in and then zoom in on it and make his watch this for a second. It's nothing like that. Nah, so yeah, I think a one's fair. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, as far as the uh, usual aggregates that we discuss here over on IMDb, it gets a 6.3 out of 10 stars. That's, you know, the community rating. Metacritic, Metascore of 60, that's out of 100, so that's pretty good. And over on Rotten Tomatoes, 83% on the tomato meter, although not certified fresh, but still, 83% on the tomato meters, really good. And not, not far down on the audience score, 73%. So by and large, I think uh, the uh, the critics and the audiences agree with what our assessment was, is that uh, it's it's a pretty good uh, monster flick, and we we all recommend you go check it out if you haven't seen it. So there we go. That's how we kicked off the the Spook Show Summer Disaster. I think it's a a good way to uh, oh, yeah. kick it off is to watch Tokyo Burn. So <laughs> next week, <laughs> well, we did. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, yeah but, but well, I'm not stating anything that didn't happen, Emma. I'm not wrong. (laughs) Next week, we're going to watch the world burn, motherfucker. (laughs) We're not just, we're not just limited to Tokyo here, folks. We're going to watch it all fucking go down. We're going to watch. Don't look up from uh, what? What was it? 2021. Yeah. Yeah. It came out 2021. Yeah. The rare Oscar nominated flick for us. So that should be interesting. That's a, that's a completely different thing. Although the, uh, the, uh, the the I guess the political subtext subtext are still there, right? Like there's a lot of that going on here, but uh, yeah, way way more than Godzilla. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I I get I don't know, man. You see that original Godzilla, you might you know, you know, you'd see more of it than you do here. But yeah, either way, there's you know, but I think that's a good thing about cinema, you know, is that like the the satire, the political subtext. I mean, like, look, everything George Romero ever did had some kind of hidden meaning to it, right? So. We, we we talk a lot about that kind of stuff here. We don't get political, but we do. It's hard to ignore some of these things that happen in movies sometimes. And my point is, is this one next week that we're going to talk about is another one of those type of movies. It's hard to ignore some of it. So it's there, and we'll, we'll discuss it a little bit. So we're going to be watching Don't Look Up. That one uh, is like kind of a, I think it was a Netflix release. So uh, if you haven't checked it out, go over to Netflix. You can check it out there. So I guess we'll leave it there for now. Uh, and the, the, the disaster keeps rolling. It keeps burning cities. Worlds burn. We're going to, we're going to watch it all here this summer. So, uh, make sure to stick with us and, and don't forget to check out all the stuff we got going over on YouTube as well. A lot of our series, like I mentioned earlier, video vortex, grindhouse gutter, they're going to cross over as well. Like our most recent, uh, uh, grindhouse gutter, I believe zombie mm. Lucio Fulci zombie. So you want to go check that out over on the YouTube. Oh channel, yeah. So. Lots of cool stuff. Lots of cool stuff going on. So, for Will, who couldn't be with us, Donnie, Professor Smoke, I'm Josh. We are the All-American Spook Show Podcast, and join us next week as the disaster keeps on rolling.
So goodbye, everybody, and remember, please, for the next day or so, the terrible lesson you learned tonight. <laughs>